Okay. Yeah. I think I'm recording now. Stay safe, stay sane. Well, hello there. This is the first podcast in the series Stay Safe, Stay Sane. I'm Mark Quinn, trying to do both here in Bray and County Wicklow in Ireland. Now, the rough plan is that I chat with people around the world to see how they're getting on through this most unusual time for all of us. Today, web developer Tim in New Zealand tells us what the locals are prioritizing. People are getting really crazy. Uh, chicken, apparently a lot of people bought a lot of chicken. People have been buying even guns. Chicken, guns, and indeed what else has been panic bought in New Zealand? More of that later. 30 years ago, John Ryan and his wife Ethna and family moved from Ireland to live and work in Paris. I set up a recording over WhatsApp with John for this podcast to speak about how he and his family are coping during this unprecedented period. And we ended up talking and ranting about all sorts of things. I wondered how the French are taking things and how things are in a country with a coronavirus lockdown in place for over a week now. There's no sense of panic, but the, the French people have bought into the shutdown much more than anywhere else that I've seen. Um, certainly on the continent, they seem to be capable of doing shutdowns as they should. I, um, we haven't been out since Monday. Well, Patrick's Day was well, the, the Patrick's Day Eve, so the 16th of March was the day that uh, Macron announced the the. Uh, the lockdown, and uh, Ethna and I have been here in the apartment on our own since then. We've I've been out once to do the weekly shop, and then Ethna went out earlier this week just to do a top-up, and that's it. We're going out to the post office this afternoon because we have a letter we have to post, and uh, that'll be our outing for today. We're allowed out once a day for our necessities, and that, that will be it. Okay, and what are the streets like? Are there people around? Empty. Okay. Empty. The streets are absolutely deserted. Um, I When I went to do the shop, the weekly shop last Friday, I got to the supermarket about 10 a.m. I walked in and did my shopping and left. And as I was leaving, there was a queue across the car park. So I obviously got there just at the right time. Right. And um, it's, just, it's just crazy, you know. I mean, I thought, great, we'll use the time to decorate the apartment. Um, you can't buy paint, you can't buy paintbrushes, you can't buy sandpaper. So, I mean, apart from washing the walls and getting it ready for when the virus is over or when we're allowed out again, uh, there's not a heck of a lot else we can do. So tell me this, is it the same as in Britain and in Ireland? The pubs and cafes and bars are all closed and so on? Is oh, they, they, were, they were the first things they closed. Okay. Pubs, cafes, restaurants, they, they were the first things to close. And it's, it's literally food stores, tobacconists, curiously, um, and that's that's about it. The post office is open, but that's that's it. There's a there there is public transport running, but it's uh, greatly reduced. And uh, the railway networks say that they sanitize all the carriages that are being used the next day, overnight. And you say that the French are taking the government's advice on board, like they're fairly compliant, are they, in these situations? Well, the thing is, unlike the UK and Ireland, where they're asking people to do it. There is actually a legal measure in place now and it costs you, you know, if you're caught outside without your ID papers and the letter that you're, or a piece of paper that you're supposed to have saying what you're doing, uh, it'll cost you 135 euros. Okay. <laughs> I have a colleague, a colleague who was outside trimming his hedge the other day 
and uh, he didn't have the paper on him and the police came along and hit him with a 135 euro fine Ach. he was outside his own property that's the rule the rule is you know there is there is no gray or white in the law it's black and white and i seem to remember you telling me before that the health service in france is extremely good so are they well equipped for this do you think they're well equipped, but they're obviously like all health services. They're they are being snowed under by the volume of people and the amount of people that this has happened, and you know also the need for ventilators. It's France is not immune. Uh, obviously, we're better equipped than the UK or Ireland. Bigger population and more investment in the health service over the years. But uh, apart from that, no, it's um, you know it's it, there, there's only a finite number of ventilators available. Okay, well, I've, I've titled this uh, podcast idea uh, Stay Safe, Stay Sane. And, and I, the reason for that is because I think we're all going to go a bit mad over the next few weeks. <laughs> so you've had a bit more experience of it than me now. You have a couple of weeks there with, with Ethna. Are you at each other now or how are you getting on? <laughs> no, we haven't had a crossword yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, there, there is nothing we can do about it. it. It It is what we're confronted with. You know, I mean, luckily our kids live pretty nearby and we they both have um, the wherewithal to stay in touch with us and we can talk to them on a regular basis. We haven't physically seen them in 10 days. And everything I've read says that you, or suggests that you should keep to the same routine, get up at the same time and wash and dress and so on. Are you doing that or, or are you going around in your pajamas? Oh, no, no, no. We're, we've, we've had the odd pajama day in the last, in the last week, but uh, most days we get up and we get dressed and just, just live our life. The only difference is that instead of going out to work, we just go and sit on the settee and watch whatever's on the television, whatever inanity is on the television. We have Netflix, we have Amazon Prime, but they're a pain in the neck, to be honest. <laughs> there's no football, that's the problem, isn't there? There's no, there's no sport. There's no sport. Ethna is absolutely, she, she's suffering uh, from, I don't know, she feels deprived because there's no Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> she hates the winter months because you can't watch little little wealthy men in hugely expensive machines driving around tracks. I mean, there's a lot of negativity around all of this, obviously, but the, surely some positives may come out of it. Two of, the, two of the things that I've noticed is, one, the air quality has improved immensely. I, and I, I'm serious about this. You know, there, there, there is a grey gunge that hungs, hangs over Paris most, most times. And we've got blue skies. And crystal clear blue skies at the moment. The precious little air traffic. The last time that I've seen the skies this clear was after 9-11, when, when air, all air travel was banned for two weeks. And there's very little road traffic. And we live, we live within kind of a kilometer of, of one of the main motorways heading south uh, out of Paris. And it's, uh, it's incredibly quiet. It's deserted. Are you worried? No. Okay. I'm worried about catching it, but I'm not worried about, you know, the, the consequences. Even if you do catch it, you're not worried about the no, consequences? No, if I catch it, obviously I am worried. I mean, I'm a 61-year-old smoker. And, you know, I'm not going to be on, on the prime list to get access to a ventilator. Mm -hmm. So you're staying safe? So we're still, oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and uh, okay, so, so far so good in terms of the, 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 the cabin fever, but like long-term, what, 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 what do you feel? Do you think you'll be all right or, 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 or how do you think you're going to be in a couple of weeks' time? Of course, I'll be checking, in, checking in with you anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're in the lucky situation in that we own our apartment. We, we, you know, we're not, we don't have rent to pay. Our children are grown and gone and, and independent. So, you know, we've, we've, 
we've got a little bit of savings. We're we're not wealthy by any in, by any stretch of the imagination, but we can survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but long term, of course, there are going to be job losses and companies are going to go down and so on with this, you know. Well, to be honest with you, if it changes, if it changes, I mean, I've, I've been working for the last five years in a, in a call center and it is one of the most inhuman environments I've ever had the displeasure to work in. And if it, if it, if it has any kind of a change, if it makes the companies that run the, the call centers realize that they're dealing with human beings and not animals, maybe maybe that could be a good thing I, I work i work as in a call center for a car company uh, doing customer support for customers in the uk and the problem is that when macron made the announcement and, and his announcement was clear he said only essential services are to work so i went into work the next morning and i said and i said look i said how can somebody explain to me how car breakdown service or car customer support is an essential service and they couldn't so there is a thing in french law that allows you to withdraw your service now you you're entitled to to claim unemployment whilst you're on that and that's what i did i sent them an email on uh, on the the, the, the 16th of, of march and i said to them look i'm worried about i have to travel to work and from work on public transport at Rochard, and the trains are always full and I said, I'm not prepared to, or willing to play Russian roulette with my health, you know, to, to, to earn minimum wage. And I said, it's just not worth it. So I, as, of, as of this evening, I am withdrawing my service. And I got a phone call from the HR people. And, and the, the HR person said, but hang on, you shouldn't be there. And I said, what do you mean? I said, well, you have, I, I had a motorcycle accident about 20 years ago. And whilst I was going through the recovery from that, the, the French government gave me a pension. Now, we didn't want to take it, but all our French friends said, no, 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 take it, because the accident that I had was on my way home from work, so it was considered a work accident. And they said, because of that, you know, there may be times in the future where you'll need it. As it turns out, I needed it now. And uh, that's kind of the, the ace or the trump card that I played. And the company said, no, 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 you're off on full pay for the next two weeks. And we reviewed the situation after that. The the other thing for me is I'm you know I'm getting I'm about to retire. You know, um, governments worldwide, communications are online, and we should continue in the future. And you know we should try and save on travel. Here's here's something good that's come out of it. You know, all these government intergovernmental meetings are are taking place by video conference nowadays. Why can't they continue that? Why do we need to have seminars like Davos, where you know Trump flies in with two jumbo jets? one for himself and his entourage, and a second one in case the first one breaks down. Why do we need that? We don't. We have the technology nowadays to conduct these meetings remotely via video links, and it's it's just as efficient, probably even more efficient, because these people aren't having downtime while traveling to and from these events. Yeah, I think many, many good things will come out of this, actually. Many hopefully, good things, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some lovely things that have come out of it, like a, an old school friend of ours, you know, you, you remember this guy, Jody McStravick. I mean, he gets on the internet every night at 8 o'clock and he sings just one song. And it's his way of recognizing the, the amazing contribution that the health workers are doing in France and Spain and Germany, all over the world. Oh, wow. You know, people, people here in France go onto their balconies in the evening at 8 o'clock and they applaud. And the applaud is, the applause is for the health workers. John Ryan joining me from Paris.
This is Stay Safe, Stay Sane. I'm Mark Quinn. Follow us on Twitter at Stay Safe IRL, or you can find us on Instagram, Stay Safe, Stay Sane. Tim Hennig Hoyer is a web developer who is originally from Germany and who's been in New Zealand for almost 20 years. He lives about 140 kilometres north of Wellington in Palmerston North. And with New Zealand about to go into coronavirus lockdown, he told me about the atmosphere there. The vibe was very weird here, <laughs> to be honest. Um, you know, I, I went for a bike ride just not long ago uh, and it's it's the last day and, you know, I've been I've been at Mitre 10 because I needed something. Well, actually, my wife wanted to buy some plants, uh, you know, just because she likes planting them and you, she won't be able to do that for a while. Uh, and I, I mean, we've we've actually scheduled an online shop just to get you know normal necessities, you know, not panic buying necessarily. Uh, but you know the the whole you know even the online shops for groceries were overrun with requests, and you know, mm. and the whole you know the whole work situation is weird too. Like people people are uh, not being set up correctly at home and then they get anxiety that they can't work properly and uh, the IT department is completely um, overloaded with requests and um, yeah and everybody (laughs) is kind of losing it and we we generally we have this uh impression of New Zealanders being fairly happy-go-lucky so I'm just I'm concerned about oh yeah they are Okay. They, they they definitely are, yeah. So yeah. so what are they going to be like when they're told to stay indoors and all this kind of stuff? I believe we are still allowed to go outside. Uh oh. so we get we can go for walks and we can potentially go for bike rides and we can we can visit um uh people who are alone mm-hmm. uh, because you know leaving someone alone for that long is it's like torture, basically. <laughs> we seem to be a little bit further yeah. ahead of you in, in Europe here. I mean, are you aware, are, are people aware over there of how things, how, yeah. how bad things are yeah, in very much. Italy and in Spain and so on, yeah? Yes, yes, very much so. Um, in fact, it's it's hard to miss. I try to avoid the news because usually I just get depressed from watching too many news. But yeah, you can't go past it. It's everywhere. Okay, well, I've I've entitled this uh, series of podcasts "Stay Safe, Stay Sane." <laughs> so, how are you going to say yeah. "Stay Sane" yourself? Uh, so, I'm pretty lucky. I have a pretty good setup here at home with a computer, so I can work from home. Uh, I can do everything from here. I can do meetings, uh, video chats, and everything. And I've actually just I just came out of a video chat with with some good friends and. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say the conversation was necessarily sane, <laughs> but at least at least everybody was happy. So, so so we went from we went from level two uh, two days ago to level three today, and tomorrow we are on level four, and that basically means uh, complete lockdown. Yeah. And what's the health service like in New Zealand? Uh, it's pretty terrible, um, I must say, at least in terms of resources. So that the, I mean, the, the thing we're trying to avoid is, um, you know, overloading the the health resources um, with this pandemic. So 
I think I think it's actually a good thing that they're doing that, and it actually kind of calms me down because after four weeks, it should probably be fine, right? I mean, it is gonna be probably a disease that is around for a long time, and we we may have some some casualties on um, you know, mm. unfortunately. Yeah, and I think that I think that's what most countries are trying to do is to try and slow it down and and just deal with the with the inevitable. Yeah, we're we're on the brink of a lock, lockdown here in Ireland, as you probably know. In Britain, they've gone with this total lockdown. They've gone from one extreme to the other, to be honest. But um, I suppose it's a question of keeping some sort of normality, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I mean, I've seen some football players online who were showing off how they do their exercises at home to stay fit. Uh, and my wife was suggesting something like that, like uh, they're doing on YouTube. They have a lot of uh, a lot of those instructor people are doing their courses for free now on YouTube. And then, of course, there's Netflix. Yeah, hopefully they don't take that down because uh, I did hear rumors that they might uh, restrict the quality of Netflix just to, because there will be so much other demand on the network. I think they have done already. But I haven't noticed any difference here now, to be honest. Yeah, but they might just it might just be from 4K to HD or something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, anyway, you're just on the brink of lockdown, which is going to happen tomorrow. So maybe what we'll do is we'll keep in touch over the next few days, and maybe we'll talk again when you've experienced a few days of lockdown and see how the country is reacting to it. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, because it's a completely new situation for all of us, and it'll be quite interesting what what people do. <laughs> So far, there's 205 cases I see this morning uh, in New Zealand, but thankfully no deaths. Yeah. No deaths so far. So, are people concerned over there? Do you think? Uh, yes, very much so. Uh, in fact, um, people have been buying even guns. <laughs> you know, they've been lining up in front of gun shops, and uh, you know, people are getting, going really crazy. Toilet paper was bought up a lot, and bread and uh, chicken. Apparently, a lot of people bought a lot of chicken. <laughs> so let me and, get this, uh, let, let me get this right. So yeah. guns, toilet paper, and <laughs> chicken. So they're priorities yeah. for New Zealanders, are they? <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's start with the yeah, gun. Let's start with the guns. Why why guns? I mean, what, you know, what's going on there? Well, well, the funny thing is, uh, New Zealand is actually quite restrictive on guns. Uh, you can't actually buy them very easily you have to have a license and so on but still you know the people who had licenses were lining up to i don't know buy ammunition or something and so i'm a bit worried about those people who have licenses yeah indeed <laughs> <laughs> because because definitely guns is probably the last thing that's going to help you well, in, yeah. in this situation. <laughs> well you might need the toilet paper if someone came after you with a gun i suppose <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah even the toilet paper uh, you won't really need and and especially you know the the panic buying is actually really counterproductive yes <laughs> you know uh especially you know given what the premises of of all this um mm. it's i was totally flabbergasted when people started saying oh toilet paper is rare or something <laughs> Tim Hennick Hoyer there, speaking from New Zealand. Well, that's us for this first edition of Stay Safe, Stay Sane. Thanks to Tim and John. And if you'd like to share your experiences through this unprecedented period, you can contact me on staysafestaysane at gmail.com. 
follow us on Twitter at Stay Safe IRL, or you can find us on Instagram, Stay Safe, Stay Sane. Next time, we'll be calling Montreal and Scotland, where we'll hear from Jenny Ring, who's just come through nine days with the symptoms of COVID-19. My thanks to series producer Pat Hannon. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay sane. Stay safe, stay sane.